Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Hmm, that's delicious. Today is, you guys going to say it with me? Today is Friday! Woo! Uh, August 6th. I'm running behind today for, for absolutely no good reason. I woke up at like 20 to 6, but now it is 8.20 and I have nothing to show for my life. <laughs> you know, I love the, the song Angel from Montgomery, particularly Bonnie Raitt's version. And that line, um, dust flies in the kitchen. Ain't doing nothing. Ain't done nothing since I woke up today. Um, which I told somebody that kind of this fly bug in me. I told somebody about that. That was my favorite line. And I can't remember who it was, but they kind of cocked their head and looked at me funny. And they said, but that is so not you, Jeffy, you, <laughs> you are not a person who has <laughs> ever done that. As long as I've known you done nothing since you woke up. And I thought, well, that's not true. That's not true. But I think we've all been there. Those days where it feels like you haven't done anything since you woke up. You have, but maybe just not the things you intended to do. Um, I know plenty of times in, especially in grad school, I think I was depressed a lot in grad school. Not chemically depressed, but I think I was <laughs> not actually wanting to do that PhD that I stopped doing. <laughs> But yeah, there were days where I would just um, get up and just schlep around, as my mom says, going from soft spot to soft spot, um, reading novels, which was at the time, I'm not much of a fan of calling reading a guilty pleasure. Now I have something in my eye. I have issues this morning, clearly. Um, and I, I don't typically call it that. But when I was in grad school, uh, reading novels was not what I was supposed to be doing. If I'd been clever, I would have gone to grad school. I would have gotten an MFA and then reading novels would have been my job. Although even then they don't want you to read things like science fiction, fantasy, and romance, because that's not erudite enough. Ah. A friend of mine was telling me an interesting story. Uh, a gal in Sephora. I won't say who it is because I don't know if she would want me to, but she was saying that, um, she used to own a tattoo shop with her husband and people would talk books. And she was of course an avid science fiction and fantasy reader. And so whenever somebody was like talking books or wanting book recommendations. Her husband would always put her on the spot and would say, Oh, well go, go talk to her because you know, she reads nonstop. She reads everything and she just, you know, she'll, she'll talk books with you. And she said, and one day, uh, the person had read 50 shades of gray and my friend, um, had completely bounced off of that book as some people did. I, I liked it, but I read it very, very early on before any of the hype or any of that stuff. I had very low expectations. One of my readers, I think just sent it to me. I don't think I even bought it. Sorry. 
I, I, I didn't, I wasn't trying to be a pirate, but um, she had read some of my early BDSM romances and she had sent me um, a copy of Fifty Shades of Grey. And at the time it was this very obscure little book that it wasn't clear if it was, we all thought it was self-published. But she said, um, you know, she said, I just devoured this book. I don't know why it's so good, but I just loved it. And so, and I remember sitting there on like a winter Saturday morning, uh, in my soft spot and, and I inhaled it too. And it was just sexy and, and fun and great. And I mean, I was kind of tired of it by the end and I didn't go on to read the other books. So anyway, my friend, um, put on the spot to talk with this person about 50 shades of gray, a book she had not liked. Um, she said she just couldn't get through it. Um, she didn't explain why, but she might not have liked the sex too, you know, and if you're not into the, you know, sort of that BDSM sex power control stuff, I'm trying to find a, that's why I get for being late. There we go. Out of the sun. Um, yeah, she, she even, we were talking on, on a zoom call and she kind of gave a little shot. She's like, Oh, I didn't like that book at all. So, you know, it's fair enough. Uh, she said, but here she was talking to a client of theirs about it and trying to find something nice to say, you know, be polite. And she said, and the person said to her, you know, I hadn't read a book since high school. And since I read 50 shades of gray, now I have gone through, she couldn't remember the number, but it was a lot of books. She said like over a hundred or a couple hundred books. And she said, and that was a real eye opener for her because it made her realize that even if you don't like a book, that this book might be the gateway for someone to read hundreds of more books. And, and part of what brought this up was we were talking about twilight and twilight, um, is, was that for, for so many readers, probably so many of you, I, I read twilight. I read, um, I read the first, I read a four of them. Um, and I mean, I thought, I thought Twilight was amazing. I thought it was amazing that it was so sexually tense while being chased. And, um, uh, and I enjoyed, uh, the second book. And I always, I I've talked about this on here before, you know, like the people who complain that like she tries to commit suicide over a boy. Um, these people don't clearly didn't read it or didn't comprehend exactly what was going on because that's not what she does. Um, in fact, I'm going to spoiler this. I feel like I can spoiler twilight at this point, or what was the second book breaking dawn? Is that right? So the whole thing that people, or one of the things people object to is that she tries to kill herself because he's left her. Um, what's happened is that from the very beginning, he has been incredibly protective of her and he is a vampire. And so he can move invisibly and at great speed and stuff. And so she's put together cause he's decided to, you know, go no contact with her to say, to protect her, to save her from him. And she realizes that he has been still protecting her, that he's there. Um, but he, and that he saved her from a couple of bad incidents. Mm-hmm. And so she, throws herself off a cliff because she knows that he is going, he will be forced to 
come out of hiding and hiding and save her and she can talk to him. This is the whole Bella commits suicide over a boy. She, she had no intention of killing herself. She was forcing his hand. That annoys me that people like either deliberately misinterpret that or are just stupid. <laughs> Reading comprehension, you know, and what the thing is, is that a lot of the people who complain about that the most vociferously will admit that they never read it. It's like, well, but I read about it. It's like, okay, whatever. So anyway, that was what I said back to her was that, um, you know, so many of you all, uh, so many of my readers over the years, uh, came to fantasy through, through twilight. And it's, um, you know, why would you, why would you scorn that? So anyway, um, that wasn't something I planned to talk about today, but, uh, I can't even remember what got me off on it. I'm just thinking about, um, books and writing and stuff, I guess. So let's see. I actually didn't have anything in particular to talk about today. Although I do think that this is funny. Um, after my ranting last week about writers getting paid and so forth, um, that a while back I was asked to do this class and I'm trying to be non-specific about it, but it was a very time intensive workshop that I didn't want to do. <laughs> it was for a group that I don't really enjoy working with partly because they are impolite to my assistant and treat her like she's not an actual human being. Or am I going to be able to avoid the sun here? Um, I actually like having sun in my face. I love it, but I know it looks weird on the video. Ta -ta -ta. Somebody told me I looked like a zebra. I was trying to decide if that was, I think not a compliment, but it's someone who's a little socially awkward. So, um, Did I lose my train of thought? I, I, the thread is hanging there and my mind is blank. Why is my mind blank? The binka over here is really beautiful. The color is almost iridescent. Oh, I did want to tell you guys about lily pads. I'll think about what I was going to say. Oh, I know it was the workshop thing. Um, the lily, it was very interesting. Um, even at nine, when I left for writer coffee, it hadn't opened yet. It was still in the shade. Uh, when I came back, it was in full sun and it was open, but I was out here like around four o'clock. I did the CIFWA board meeting out here in the Great Barber. That was really nice to be able to do. Um, and it was already closing up because the sun was westering. So very interesting phototropism. The workshop thing, um, impolite to Corrine. I just don't like working with them. And I feel like they're always nickel and diming me. Uh, and then they have this thing, like they pay me so much for every member and so much for every non-member and some classes are better attended than others. But the amount of work I put in tends to be pretty much the same, regardless of how many people take the class. So it's not like, you know, I get paid less if fewer people register for the class, uh, but it's not less work for me. So there's that. So they talked me into doing this thing that was very time intensive and I had to put together new material for it. And I, 
I mean, it was time intensive enough that I several times said no. And they kept bugging me and saying, no, they really wanted me to do this thing. And so finally I said, okay, I will do it, but it'll be a minimum of this much money. I don't want to do the, you know, buy attendee thing. And so they agreed to my minimum amount. So, you know, that was nice, right? You know, that's great. And <laughs> so I did it and it was not hugely well attended and I had made it, um, I can't say more about it because I really don't want to call them out, but yeah, I can't say more about it than that, but, uh, they paid me and I got the money yesterday, gave money. <laughs> they did not pay me the minimum that I asked for. They paid me by attendee and there were not that many attendees. So, I mean, really, really? I'm just, I'm getting tired of this. Uh, it's just like, I don't know if the universe is like testing my resolve or if everybody's just being so, I don't know, difficult and cheap. All right. I better figure son here. Oh, sorry. I guess you guys got, uh, I tried to pause it and it didn't pause. <laughs> so you got like the whole me shifting around trying to find a spot. Uh, maybe I'll edit that out. Sorry about that. Why didn't it pause? It like looked paused. It like unpaused itself. So I don't know. That's a, uh, you guys don't get cat wrangling. So you do get uh, me wrangling my grape arbor. I just went ahead and moved over to the other side. Um, so now I am gazing out at the pretty view when you are not. Um, so, so yeah, I, I just thought that was funny. It was like, okay, yeah. So you promised to pay me a certain amount. So anyway, Korean is looking into it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny that, that you have to like fight to be paid what you're worth or, you know, even like what, what you agreed to, um, you know, maybe everybody goes through this. Although, you know, as I've talked about it in various places, uh, a number of you have pointed out that do men have this same problem? And sometimes I wonder. So let's see what else is going on. Uh, I did not have a good writing day yesterday. It was a real tooth pulling day. I felt distracted. Um, I'm really dealing with the fact that writer coffee disrupts my flow 
and I do not get. I got 3,000 words a day for the first three days this week and then yesterday not so much. I, I got like a thousand which I know is still okay but um, I uh, did talk to my proofreader on like how tightly I can slide in on the wire under the wire on this book and it turns out very tightly indeed so that gives me a bit of breathing room. Next week we are taking the grandchildren to Waterworld up in Denver um, which is arguably one of my favorite places in all the world. I have loved going to Waterworld since I was young um, and so we haven't been able to take the grandkids there for the last two years. Last year because pandemic and then the year before that because my grandson had broken his wrist and he had a cast that he couldn't get wet. So it really sucked that you know they were like oh no we have to miss this year and then there was pandemic. So we're all excited to get to go this year. And it is taking a chunk out of the writing time but um it's a good thing to go to right go go be with the grandchildren and who I haven't seen in a couple of years and they've like grown children grow you guys know that it's like it's one of the great markers of time right that the way children grow because obviously we do not age. That's the only way that we notice. Um, I was going to say some other things I'm sure that were fascinating but they're not springing to mind. I'm probably doing my Friday empty brain. I'm not sure how much of the writer coffee thing is that it's on Thursdays so that it's like after I've already pushed hard for like three days that week. Um, I'm still sort of ramping up still I, I, I haven't quite gotten up to 15,000 words a week again and it could be that I'm getting tired overall doing so many books in a row like this. Um, I don't know. I hope that's not the case because then that means that I'm just going to continue to slow down uh, which I guess I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. I am um, and some of it has been assimilating the more intense workload of being CIFWA president which it hasn't been that much but it's it's been noticeable. I am noticing it and so you know it could be that I'm just still getting used to everything. Uh, but I'm going to do an unplugged day tomorrow and um, and I think that'll be good. I think that does help and and this time what I'm going to do is so that I don't forget things that are on my list is I'm going to dun, 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 write them down on a piece of paper. So that way I don't have to turn on my laptop to figure out what they are. I know I know it's it's pretty exciting around here. Uh, Luddites are us. So I guess I don't have a whole lot else to say. I'm sorry that I burned a minute getting readjusted and then I confess I did stop to to mess with the plant because um, there was a great vine in the way and I thought that I was paused and that it would be all right uh, but there's some verisimilitude for you. Um, yeah so yeah I guess I just I, I am a little empty brained. 
I'm trying to think of a princess name. Here's something for you guys. I'm trying to think of a name that would be like a recognizable princess name from a fairy tale. Uh, and schmaltzy would be okay. And I'm not going to tell you why. Oh, I know one thing I wanted to tell you guys. Um, I think it was Laura Darnell who said that she would be up for a scientist heroine. And several of you said that you liked the impromptu science lesson from yesterday. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's funny. Um, I totally have a scientist heroine. Well, technically in Covenant of Thorns, uh, Gwyn is, is a scientist. She's a neuroscientist. She just, um, ends up in fairy, but she, she's a scientist heroine. You know, my, my first heroine, um, very weight, probably based way too much on myself, actually, uh, as, as first books often are, we have a habit of, um, making our characters into avatars of ourselves. Uh, and it's, it can be problematic because you don't always draw the character. Well, I should talk about that sometime. Um, but yes, I do have an idea for a science fiction story with, um, a xenobiologist heroine, uh, who doesn't like mosquitoes either. And it, it was probably one of the secret projects along the way. I was, I was working on it for a little while and it got, um, back burnered, but I totally want to write that book. I think she's a great heroine. Um, yeah. So, so there we are. All right. I'm going to go and, uh, I hope you all have a lovely Friday. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Hope you get to unplug a little bit if that makes you happy. And I will talk to you all on Monday. I'll remind you that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. I forgot to talk earrings. Oh wait, let's do earrings really quick so I don't have to do these again. Jeez, I really am spacey today, aren't I? These are Lorimar. Aren't they pretty? Uh, if you're not on video, they are little silver teardrop shape with this Lorimar stone, which is a very pale blue. And they're just simple on hook stanglies. I just, I had to replace the hook on one. It had come apart. Uh, not very expensive earrings, but David bought them for me in Domin Dominican Republic, which is where that stone comes from. So that it's a nice pale blue. It's a pretty color that goes with various things. All right, there we go. I'll remind you that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all Monday. Take care. Bye-bye.